TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure, sincere excitement and pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is my brother from another mother. He's a happy man. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Hello, legend. So great to be chatting with you again. How are you? Everything good? Everything's good. Everything's good. Again, we've been talking about it a bit too much lately, but both of our footy teams are winning, which just makes life so much more beautiful. And I've had two weeks of quality time with my old man down at the footy. So, that's just a special time. That's one of the great things about it, isn't it? I mean, obviously, we can celebrate our teams winning, but what it does to bring people together, let's not forget that. It's a unique game. It's a unique opportunity for people to get together i spend a lot of great time with my son at the footy as many people might know and it's great to know that you spend time with your old man too it's awesome yeah and i have a friend that i um i played football with and and went to school with uh, but played football with at the age of five and so we realized the other day that was 32 years ago and you know my dad had given me just the other day just a yearbook of uh you know the the tuckers under fives or under sixes footy report and then there we were you know 32 years later rob and his dad and and me and my dad all having a beer together before the game Ah. and it's like you know this is this is magic it's just magic that's awesome isn't it that's magic so, Love that. Love yes, it. yes, yes. So, I just, you know, the longer we record this podcast, the more I just love connecting with you on, on certain topics because um, we don't, what's the word? Like, I think ever since I moved to Byron as well, naturally, I just don't see you as often as I feel like I did when we were living in Victoria. But I feel like there's never, um, there's never any dullness when you and I talk. There's actually, there's always so much to talk about. I feel like you and I could talk for about two hours a day, a bit like my sisters who call each other 13 <laughs> times get, a day. We get on pretty well. If we I were girls, it. gee whiz, imagine how much we would talk. Imagine. Well, I wouldn't ever say anything sexist like that uh, because no. we're, you know, we're just human beings who like to talk a lot. That's you and I. No, no, mate. I'll be as sexist mate, as they come. Mate, I have mate, two no, sisters. I know, I know. Well, see, that, I, that well, talk and my talk. My wife's. And My talk. wife's in HR, so I couldn't ever say anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife isn't, so I definitely will. I'm definitely going <laughs> I down I can that. think it, but I wouldn't say yeah. it. Yeah. My sisters yeah. are the biggest gas baggers, but, you know, we inherited that from our mum. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, um, so I've been doing some talks lately. I really want to talk about this with you tonight. So, I've been They're traveling so good, around. so good, I've heard. Oh, mate, you just say all the right things, but thanks very much. Yeah. Um. But so I've been with my good friends, Positive Real Estate, buzzing around the country. I was in Adelaide, Sydney, Newcastle last week, and I'm in Hobart for the first time in my whole life. I'm in Hobart this week um, and Canberra next week and really talking about uh, if you're going to invest in property and you're going to dedicate, you know, two, three, four, five, even six decades of your life to it, you really want to look at um, the other areas of your life so that when you get to your 60s, 70s and 80s and you've got you know, a good amount of, of money and, and uh, or a good asset base with your investments that you've got the quality of life to enjoy the financial success that you have created. Great um, point. And it's a, it's, a, it's a point that naturally, again, I'm not telling them anything they don't know. It's really just a good reminder um, conversation to have. Uh, but it's it gets me thinking about just the role that money plays in our lives and really, I suppose, the role that um, 
that money plays in the quantity. We talk about, I talk about it a lot. We talk about a lot of the role that it plays on a quality of life. But then I thought we could have a conversation um, on does money um, make you or help you live longer? Because, um, you know, part of the conversation I have with these investors is Australia has is ranked number four for quantity of life. We live an average of 83 years across um, an average of male and female. Um, I think it's 80, 80 for men, 84 for women. And That's then- good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. But the challenge is we plummet to 15th on the ladder when it comes down to quality of life. We average 11 years- uh, of morbidity, of just a poor quality of life. And that, again, that takes us from number four all the way down to number 15. Um, wow. So, yeah, I just thought it would be a good conversation then around, all right, so so the role that money plays, because you hear a lot of one-liners like um, money does make you live longer. But I thought, one, we can have a chat about what we think and then whilst we're con- having a conversation about it, you know, we can bring up some statistics might be a little bit boring, so we'll see how we go with that. In terms of you know the countries that spend the most, in terms of their their GDP, their gross domestic product, but then also as you were mentioning before we started recording, maybe even having a look at um, what's it called? Is it called the gross happiness effect or the gross happiness product? But you know we can have a look at at, yeah. at the at the global statistics on on happiness in countries as well. Yeah, for sure. No, great idea. I love it. I love the idea of this chat. I think it's it's really good. Um, I'm surprised, you know, like that we we actually live that long in Australia. Um, yes, yeah, so I think a lot of surpri- people are. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm surprised because, you know, what what obviously we know that there were five blue zones that you and I talk about often, and they have centenarians. But maybe they've just got lots of centenarians, and a lot of other people don't make it. So that probably raises some more questions for us to actually start to investigate. That's uh, that's worth looking in terms into. Of- I in terms of, sorry, just I don't understand the point. In terms of, well, they've got a lot of centenarians, yeah, but the average isn't that high. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if we're number four, yes, then the other countries, the five countries that we know who have lots of centenarians, those centenarians aren't lifting the average much. So that might mean that those people who are living a long time in those countries. Oh yeah, well, I would say, I would say again, this is just this is all part of the good conversation. I would say, if you look at Ikaria, that is nine thousand people on an island, and I'll just Google here the the global population of Greece. The sorry, not the global, the entire population of Greece is ten point seven five million. So nine thousand people on on one small island of Greece is is definitely not enough to bump up those numbers. Most of those blue zones are small pockets of a larger populated country so good point well yeah said. Yes, so well well, i'm just thinking out loud as well, you say because it is good. a great conversation it's a great absolutely it's a great it's a point pocket. it's a pocket mm-hmm. even if you think of loma linda in california you know as a yeah, part of america's Ballarat. population of <laughs> 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 you well you know yeah. isn't it funny yeah. um is it uh loma uh, uh dexter kruger australia's oldest man Yes. Um, in Roma, up in Queensland, but uh-huh. then I don't know if it's if it's Australia's oldest woman, but if it's not Australia's oldest, if she's the second oldest, and and her name escapes me, but they both live um in the same town. They're both in Roma. Ah, oh. you know, and then so look, that's two. I, I know we can't say that is Roma the next blue zone, but <laughs> it's interesting sometimes how um you know birds of a feather flock together. It's interesting how sometimes these things happen in in concentrated places. But the money one is interesting. I think, you know, they talk about, um, you know, the, the, the general wealth. So, if you look at the gross domestic product, and I might just 
share this with you, Damo, so we're both looking at the same thing because there's a lot of different GDP stats out there and I don't want to get all acronymy on our our listeners, but I just mm. think it's interesting to talk about, you know, most of our listeners are Australian. We have many in America, uh, New Zealand, um, and the UK. And if we haven't mm. mentioned your country, shout out to all of our international listeners. But so if you look at Australia, we come in at number 10 in terms of a uh, list of per capita GDP for countries, right? This is according to, you know, International Monetary Fund, but it doesn't matter. We're number 10 in, in, I suppose, wealthiest countries luxembourg number one switzerland number two uh, macau norway ireland iceland qatar us and now but the interesting thing is in that top 10 uh switzerland singapore and australia are in the top four japan for memory is number one when it comes to uh life expectancy but then number 23 in terms of gdp per capita Wow. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Japan, I always thought, was quite a big economy, but obviously not. Well, I think this is the interesting part, though, again, which is I'd love to talk about this for four days, really. But if you think Hmm. of the uh, – I'd love to understand more about the uh, the layout, like in terms of the urban versus the village life in Japan. So, Mm -hmm. if you look at Ikaria, you know, Yanni and Yoana wouldn't earn much money. No, not much at all. So, so they live a great long time. So, how many Japanese – uh, like Yanning Yoannas, where they've got more that peasant lifestyle, where it's not they, they live largely off the land. Um, their money is more to sustain them, but it's not it's not to do a whole lot more. They might leave their home to their family and the rest, but they're not going to go and buy five investment properties and go and invest in the you know share market and all the rest of it. So, how much of that, uh, again, if you look at Japan, is similar to say more to say some of the other blue zones? Um, and then when you look at the top 10 and you look at Switzerland, uh, uh, Switzerland, Singapore and Australia, well, well, three of the top four longest living countries are in the top 10 GDP countries. So, then you'd argue, well, it does have some impact if three of the top four longest living countries are also in the top 10 of GDP with, the, with one outlier being Japan. Well, then- there's probably multiple multiple components to it too i think you know so let's we have to consider here um and you mentioned it off air earlier on about the quality of life and so if we look at that whilst they might be living a long time they might be taking more drugs or having more surgery to keep them alive and richer countries will have greater access to um, medical interventions and potentially life-saving treatments and life-saving yep surgeries and all those sorts of things which could prolong someone's life. So let's say someone's about to cark it. They're literally in the on, they're about to die of a heart attack. They get rescued, the ambulance takes them to hospital. They would have otherwise died in a poorer country. They get taken to hospital, cardiologists are there, wax some stents in the heart or does a you know, a, like a, a coronary bypass surgery or whatever it is. And, and so they do that and then this person lives for another ten years, but they were about to die. But the only reason why they were able to stay alive is because of the wealth of the country being able to provide that emergency service, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think so that's a really good quality, point. is it? Yeah, well, that's a really good point between almost like let's call it just the traditional medical approach and the – how do you like to term it these days? We don't call it the alternate, do we? But let's no, just call it the more – yeah. I don't know. 
natural. Well, why don't we not template. call it traditional medical approach? Because it's not. Let's call it the, um, the, the, main, the, main, mainstream. the mainstream mainstream <laughs> yeah. medical approach versus traditional health approach. All right. So then, this is a really good one because Japan, which is which is so far in front of Switzerland. So Japan is number one at eighty seven years of age. Switzerland yeah. is number two at eighty three point four. Singapore wow. eighty three point one. Australia and Spain equal four. 82.8. But Japan are a clear winner. They are a clear, clear winner. And even with women, they average 90. And then Singapore comes in number two at 86.1. So, wow. that's just, they're smashing it. Um, so, they're so far in front, right? Guess what they eat? Uh, go for it. What do they eat? Rice. <laughs> it's amazing, but that's not paleo. How could they live? How could they live so long? That's a grain. Wow. How about that, hey? And they have soy. They eat tofu. No. Yeah. Wow. Surely. And I've seen. Surely. I've seen. I've seen Okinawans watching TV. <laughs> that wow. blows my mind. I'll tell right. you what they do do is martial arts, and they're not doing CrossFit. So that's very fascinating. So then I would love to know if uh, Luxembourg, which is number one. Now I'm going to say Luxembourg is a bit more of an outlier because it's a tiny country. Yeah. So it's a bit easier to be top of the GDP. Luxembourg population. Yeah. is uh, all of 582,000. So, you kind of got to knock that on its head then, don't you? I mean, that's just, you just don't qualify for top of the rankings. I reckon you got to have at least- well, It's high wealth, right? So, heaps of cash in that place. Yeah, but if so you've maybe got- you go there when you're rich and you want to retire. Yeah, but if you, if you imagine- You'll go there. If you imagine <laughs> a subsection of Sydney yeah. that's got 582,000. Yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna be top of the chart. You can you take Pitt Street and just get Darling Harbour and just get, <laughs> you know, around Double Bay and all the rest of it. That's that's yeah. Luxembourg. Yeah, right. You know, so of course they're gonna be top of the tree. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I wonder Switzerland, which then has a population of Switzerland population, comes in at eight point three seven two million. So this is a good one for they you. Qualify, that's, that, they they, they definitely qualify, qualify right? Yeah, so yeah. if they've got eight point three. So they so they are really the world's wealthiest country, and then they also come in at number two for both sexes average. They're number mm-hmm. one for they're number one for men. Really, Switzerland's wow. number one for men. Japan, that Japan. No, that can't be right. Say that again. Say that again. No, it says Japan. Oh no, that's, they, they've got this wrong. Japan is is eighty six. Japan is number one, but it's got it's. Stuffed it up. Japan is 86. Switzerland is 81.3. Oh, miles. Um, miles. 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 The, the Swiss also uh, suffer from a sunlight deprivation issue. So, they don't get as much vitamin D. This isn't seasonal affective disorder, is it? Well, they might have a bit of sad. But the <laughs> thing is that um, that, that's, that will affect longevity. We know that vitamin mineral status affects longevity. We know that there's inflammation. So, maybe... It might be also good to plot the the longest living countries and how much sunlight they get, the outdoor time, to, you know, the happiness factor, the gross domestic happiness. Well, yeah. Well, I wonder then how many of the Swiss that are bumping up the figures because they are they are number two for the average of both sexes at eighty three point four. How many of those Swiss that are bumping up those numbers are living in the beautiful regionals of Switzerland? And not in the highly populated urban environments, mm. um, 
whether it's Geneva or Lausanne or, you know, uh, Bern or any of these other places where there's a higher population and maybe a bit harder. But if they're in that more natural environment, I just wonder. I mean, maybe that's because it catches the eye more and you think it looks so much more idyllic. Um, but that would be another interesting look at it in terms of where, you know, the country versus the city approach in terms of longevity. Um, the people that are growing up in regional uh, environments with a more village-like atmosphere, like we experience in Ikaria and they talk about it in Sardinia and um, and Nicoya versus um, growing up in the city. But then Loma Linda is a wonderful example of, uh, mm. you know, a- um, A city. A city, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. City life, definitely city life. Yeah. But they subscribe to a culture, um, some kind of a system- it's it's not restrictive, but they kind of go well. This is just the way we live, and so there's not a lot of flux, or there's not a lot of um, pol- polarization. Really, it's just well, this is just the way in which we do it because yeah. this is what what we do. And I suppose that's what happens in Ikaria and what happens in Sardinia. They, they just do that stuff. This is what we do. Yeah, so they don't even so think talented. about it. They don't have to read yeah. a book on how to do it. <laughs> exactly, it. exactly. So they're not trying to reinvent it. There's not a lot of um, chopping and changing. You know, when we spoke to. Um, DMAR, keep coming back to this, the mm. least amount of variation um, appear to be better, Yes, which I love. Yeah. You know, it's pretty just straight down the line. Yeah. It's efficiency. It's very, very I, – I think about that and I'm so glad that you brought that up because I, I think about that so much in terms of – I my little mantra is we're such a boring like, – boring is not the right word, but I say well, we're a real boring little family. You're never going to really get headlines out of the Pierce family. We're not going to – we're not going to appear on the front page of the, you know, the Herald Sun yeah, or the yeah, Daily you Telegraph. Wait. Watch what Derby does. You <laughs> <wait>. <laughs> and Maya, you know, they're both cheeky. Just, you know, just not vol- just not volatile enough to hit the front page. <laughs> Maybe the back page when the D's win a grand final or something, but not not the front page. Um, Next year, you know, and yeah, it's a good point, isn't it, in terms of looking at those populations and and whether there is a they they don't seem to have. They have challenges, you know. There's, there's challenge. Like we talk about, you know, Ikaria and the, and the war when the Nazis, you know, essentially took over Ikaria in the Italians. And, uh, absolutely, but it's it's more about, and I suppose come bringing this back to money. Money brings so much volatility. Um, well, it doesn't have to, but for a lot of people, money does create a lot of volatility in their relationships, on their uh, mental health. Um, their own self-esteem in terms of they can't keep up with others, particularly if they're exposed to social media where they feel like they need to keep up with people by buying things and, and looking the part. Um, so, it's quite a – I suppose the more I even just, you know, listen to you, it's quite a complicated conversation, isn't it? Because you can look at the levels of healthcare, but then you could look mm-hmm. at happiness and um, what impact money or the lack of money um, has on people's happiness. Mm. Um but it's a fascinating dinner party conversation because there's often does money make you happier, but I think the question does money make you live longer. Just as curious, maybe the question is, does money make you live better? Yeah, what do you reckon? Does money make you live better? Well, it definitely gives you more resources, but then you got to like wonder, I suppose, how do you measure better? So it gives you more is- flexibility, free um, to make a decision. Yeah, like choices. Yeah, you've got choices, um, and and if you've got you know sufficient enough resource, then you've got access to whatever you need to, or, or more of what you need to be able to do the things that would help you live a long time. Mm. But let's I mean let's reflect on that because 
the three things that you and I identified as being essential to living a long time appear to be non-financial related. So yep. we talk about community, so engagement we talk about. We talk about movement. You don't need money for movement. And um, purpose. You don't need yep. to have money for to have purpose. a purpose. Yep. So those three things which appear to be key throughout the blue zones for those people that have lived a long time and, and successfully age, um, they're in, that's totally exclusive of finance. Uh, are those three, those top three things. And if we look at the next three, which you and I, you know, kind of, you know, considered, were nutrition. Oh, was nutrition there? Or was that like number seven? Well, there's a few. I mean, there's nutrition and love and relationships doesn't cost any yes, money. This is it. Um, you know, there's growth, and that growth. can that can come through any number. I'm thinking of, of your hierarchy. You know, your hierarchy. Oh well, I go after oh, yeah life. after those after those three that we've just mentioned. I put yes. the the next one is quality life enhances. So nutrition will improve your quality of life faster than anything. Yes. Uh, love and relationships. You don't have awkward Christmases and birthdays, and <laughs> when your relationships gonna, are in I'm good die nick, early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got grow. Well, there's a quality of life. Remember, not quantity. Yes. This is quality. Yes. Um, you know, because I still say Jean Calmont, the oldest human being ever to live. You know, her husband and her only child were had died um, in the first half of her life. You know, yeah. before she was uh, sixty-one, she'd lost her her only child and her husband. So. You can't argue that, you know, and you look at all of the Holocaust survivors we've interviewed, and the Eddie JQs, and the you know Alice Murkies, and the, um, Selena Biniaz. You know mm. they had lost mm. so many family members. Yeah. So you can't say that family equals quantity of life, but definitely quality of life. Yeah. True. Um, and yeah, family's free. I keep on banging on. You know, family is the free personal growth course. Everyone's paying money to go and do Tony Robbins or John D. Martini or someone else. Or you can learn it all from your family. It just takes a bit of guts, courage and determination to to see it through. But family will cost you nothing um, yeah. or a lot depending on what happens. Um, you know, growth is an interesting one. I mean, I love watching a great movie or reading a great book. You can hire, a, you can borrow a book from the library for zero dollars and, mm. cha- and it can change your life. That's true. Um, you can listen to podcasts. Free hey, of charge. Like all not- of you people out there, you millions of you listening to Barnes and Out. Not that we're biased or anything, but podcasts are one of the greatest learning tools. Uh, YouTube, you know, a lot of free courses out there. I think a lot of a lot of the great the greatness in life is is definitely free of charge. And um, mm. I think that that's relieving for a lot of people. But a lot of people don't like to believe it. But you know. I then talk about, you know, I don't know what you think about this, but we spend so much of our time thinking about um, our financial wants rather than just getting satisfaction from our financial needs, like getting satisfaction from the food you buy or the mortgage you pay or the rent you pay or the uh, just the things that keep you safe. Um, I don't think as a, as a global population we take enough time to be grateful for the fact that many of us, and again, still, it's almost only about half of the global population, but many of us cover off our needs quite well. And then we get resentful or um, discontent about the things that we want that we don't yet have, um, which is all money related. That's true. And I don't think that's good for you. No. Find me someone opinion. going well with that. <laughs> not many. <laughs> I can tell you what, that Margaret Vivian, uh, she she's not thinking about money. Who's Margaret Vivian? She's actually the oldest living person in Australia. Oh, you found it. She's 
112 she, years old in 203 days. She's born in Scotland and she lives in Western Australia. Ah. Yeah. Who's number two? Have you got the list there? Well, this is this is the list of super centenarians. Yeah. And, uh, and, and in the top 30, she's the only one that's still alive. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, at 112 years. So, she's doing well. Yeah. But she's in West Australia. So... There's got to be others, but I haven't, you know, found that yet. Oh, Marjorie Cook passed away. We met, we did a we did a podcast. We haven't we didn't interview Marjorie Cook, but oh, we did. She did the first did, of September last yeah, year. Yeah, she was in the Herald Sun, and we did a um, we did a podcast on Marjorie. Who's the one I'm thinking of? No, I'm not seeing it there. Oh well. Oh well. Hmm. Jeez, it's fascinating, chat, isn't it? Oh no, I oh, know it is. Chat. It is. It is. Yeah. I love. I love. I love some of these conversations, and that's what I mean. There are so many conversations that you and I are still yet to have, let alone share with our listeners. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the money one's a good one. It's always good. We're over time, as we tend to do quite easily. Can't believe <laughs> that uh, twenty-five minutes can clock over so easily. But Damo, thanks for just the conversation, and wow. thanks for sharing your wisdom. And uh, for all of our listeners, please go and check out Damo's great work at DamienChristoph.com. You got any forage goss for us? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Um, the, our new range uh, will be coming out, be starting to become available, and it's it will be initially exclusive to GoVita. Oh, uh, this is an exclusive. Is really exciting. So um, they will have access to our um, sprouted, in, our sprouted uh, range. So we're bringing wow. uh, sprouted pepitas and sprouted pumpkin seeds. Oh, sorry, sunflower seeds into our range um, with new bags, new design, windows on the bag, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so that's really exciting. So that will go out to GoVita first um, and then it will go out to everybody else not long after that. But it's avail- available early October and so we should see it very, very soon actually. Oh, how exciting. Um, so that's unbelievably exciting. And I'm, I'm really glad that GoVita has come aboard. It's taken a few years for you and I to work on that and to get that right. But uh, wonderful that GoVita is doing that. And uh, and people will be able to get forage, um, not only at their normal regular um, store, but uh, you know they'll be able to get access to, um, you know now GoVita, which is oh, absolutely fantastic. fantastic. I'm very very excited about it actually. It's Good been, work, forage, hmm. cereal, and GoVita, a match made in heaven. Well done, legend. I did yeah, not know that. That's very exciting. So there you go, folks. Make sure you head into GoVita in October to see forage all around the country. Um, big shout out to everyone that makes this podcast possible. Our editor, Joseph Tomo, Rosie Garner, who does our social media, and everyone behind the scenes. Thank you so much to you, our loyal listeners. We would love your feedback. You can do that over at thewellnesscouch.com. Check out the entire range of podcasts available, over 23 shows on all different topics on health and wellness. That's all over at thewellnesscouch.com. Give this podcast a five-star rating if you are in the iTunes store. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.